Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lambkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lambkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Two o'clock on a Tuesday and you're tuned in to another episode of Legalization News. My name's Tom. Uh, you can find me at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. We're going to talk about Biden. Is Biden finally going to do something popular for once? Stick around. Miggy and I are going to discuss it. Hopefully, you're doing pretty well. I, want what, I want what you're smoking. You said Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Tuesday. It's no, Wednesday. I'm smoking. I'm smoking... Um, it's it's complex running businesses and so like you when you get busy you have like nine different things that you're doing and then you're like okay oh crap it's time to do the podcast i'm just messing with you man but anyways hey happy wednesday uh you know we were shut down for what a week because youtube deleted your video entitled yep. canadian with cannabis and banking what was it yeah you're uh, not allowed to talk about banking and cannabis uh on youtube that's uh rico charges up on tom but uh yeah <laughs> That's ridiculous. And then we got shut down. We got our voice taken away for a week. You know, that's going to be a, uh, and it's, we're going to have a guest later on today. That's going to, you know, they, they kind of help fill in that void with their social media platform. So they do. They have a, another platform that is uh, industry friendly, let's call it. And speaking of the main story this week was uh, a Biden administration that says that he's working to release federal cannabis prisoners, which is welcome as you know, the industry has not had any favors really done by the administration in its uh, tenure in office. Um, so, it's yeah. first, I mean, it's kind of a big deal. It was his first statement Saturday. You know, he says, I don't think anyone should be in prison for the use of marijuana. We're working on a crime bill now. I, I you know, what? yay, a new crime bill. It's kind a of like the, uh, the 180 from the crime bill he started that got everybody in prison. Have right. <laughs> Is that what maybe he's doing? Well, yeah, that's what you do, because you see, Congress is the only job that you can get where you're not expected to do anything good ever. And every time uh, you go for another election, you try to say, we need to stop all this corruption that's been happening. But haven't you been there for the past 12 terms? That's exactly right. I know how to stop it. I've been there for 12 terms, you know. Or you get the other one with the, the up-and-comers, right? Like out here in Washington, and it is a election season. I'm seeing a lot of like these uh, R ads with the whole fear mongering, like crime is up, gas is up. Politicians have nothing to do with gas. Like, like stop like mind effing people. You know what we you can't do? Think that politicians have anything to do with gas prices. 
they, you know, I mean, yeah, it was Bills and OPEC, but OPEC's being the bigger one. But the whole thing is like legalization is the thing that mm-hmm. unanimously helps Americans. Unanimously is unanimous. Right. Yeah. It is a nonpartisan issue. The only partisan aspect about it is somebody wants to do it this way and somebody else has been disagreeing with that other person because they're on the other side of the aisle their whole lives. And so they can't agree on something they agree on, which is ridiculous. It's just, well, and this is why we don't have nice things, because you would think progress would be uh, like a uniform going forward. We all go, but they've, they made that like a naughty word, progressiveness. Like, why is it the fact that like to be like the next level of human being, right? Where right. I give no Fs about you and your bedroom. That includes what you we smoke. We have all these conservative, traditional principle values, as long as we're not discussing technology. Uh, and so like, it's so strange that, yeah, you need to be progressive. You need to understand how technology works and tomorrow is going to function differently than today. But then at the same time, you don't want anything to change or like you don't want your, your opinions questioned. Uh, but I think that the vast majority of people are not anti-weed. Uh, However, those people get to live in a fairy tale land where weed is still marginalized and criminalized and stigmatized. And that's the thing, right? Weed is the like the one low hanging fruit of like, oh, but it's just weed. But it's not just weed because there's people behind bars presently, presently yeah. losing time in their lives, right? People have already lost time with their kids, watching them graduate high school, uh, big events in life, you know, first by school, yeah. even first steps. Sometimes some of these people are losing, and there's no going back. There's no, oh, you know, our bad. That's exactly right. And that's why I I like the principle of social equity being directly tied to the arrest. Uh, We know what the demographics of those people that have been arrested are. And then not only that, they've been arrested in all 50 states. And so you can set it up in a way that's going to be invulnerable. And that's something that you like when you're setting up. And this is like a policy discussion about how to set up social equity. Uh, You want it to not be subject to collateral attack through litigation uh, for the challenging the constitutionality of it. And if you have social equity being that arrest, like how New Jersey and uh, Massachusetts have set it up, that conviction anywhere in the United States, you know, I, mean, I, I keep trying to, I, I pimp you several times a week. I'm like, you know, my co-host is social equity in New Jersey. Hey, I'm down. But, you know, do you think if, say, this new crime bill, what if the, the one sweeping measure you can make is uh, descheduling, right? Now you're you're taking cannabis off the schedule. I mean, we're done. It's no longer excellent. Yeah, we'll make it equal with the that, cigarettes. That banking, that banking video might still be able to be put up then on YouTube because it's not uh, money laundering or any types of, uh, what do they call that, the BSL, Bank Secrecy Act, or the BSA. And so I'd have to look at my uh, legal compliance from six years ago with the banking to really know my acronyms when it comes to bank law again. Uh, and I'm not against it, but I just don't want to do it for free, you know? Right, but the the biggest thing is the schedule, right? The reason why people are behind bars is because this thing is equated with heroin and and, and yeah, it's yeah. a schedule one substance. It's uh, it's evidently the most deleterious, like the worst. Any use is abuse. It's so unsafe. And like if you read the classification and the the that classification was based on facts found by Congress because as a legislative body, that's what they exist to do is find facts and set rules. And they found facts that said that cannabis and heroin are uh, functional equivalents for the purposes of regulation uh, well, in, in 1970. And that absurdity hasn't been undone. And it's halfway through July or 2022. But even before the 70s, the testimony in Congress was given that 
marijuana cannabis made uh, uh, black men sleep with white women, you know, or or turn you into a bat or made you kill your family of four. Turn you into the bat stuff. And like the and it was yellow journalism in the sense that like it, it, complete hearsay. And so like they are finding facts on complete hearsay made up uh, stories that uh, that Anslinger is just peddling hard to convince people. And then they they even had uh, propaganda. Is it not, that's not, it's rebranding, definitely. Maybe that's propaganda. I'm not sure. But uh, they rebranded cannabis to make it a word that doctors don't recognize. That's a bitter irony, right? Like the, all the racial uh, beginnings of the, the law, prohibition. And then in this, we're in this quandary in 2022 where there's a lot, again, there's, if we can get everybody on board, that's how we get things changed, right? Like the more act is right there with Schumer. All he has to do is put on the floor, but because he won't, because we have a, a Democrat who thinks he's a Republican mansion, you know, and then the other chick in Flo- uh, Arizona, you know, they get all this power hungry and they're not being sensible to like pass something through like the more act that would like, again, the business side of things we can work out later, but it's all about the rights and, and people. No, and a lot of the business side of things you don't work out later. You, you oper you, you capitalize on them later. And so it is one of those deals where they are making rent seeking behavior. They want to create the law in a way that is a sure thing. that's going to go right in their pockets and bring all them zeros into their bank accounts. And that's what it seems like they're waiting for. And that's the unfortunate thing, right? Because that's not what the government's supposed to do. It's supposed to be there for the people, not be there for the people who were working in it. Because that's what it is, right? Or the like, people who are uh, contributing to it. And so, like, the, the rich pay all the taxes and on all the campaign finance donations anyway. So uh, it's their country. We just happen to live in. I mean, they, they, again, not passing the stock shit so they can still sock. So it is a rigged system, it feels. But, you know, we are making headway. Did you see the thing in Texas? No. What would happen in Texas this week? So uh, Texas Agriculture Commissioner comes out in favor of medical marijuana. I think this is a great uh, another. Again, Texas is the, the first state where prohibition started, you know, because of the Mexicans. But uh, uh, I think this is going to be moving forward in Texas medical it's not gonna be a, a hemp cbd program probably anymore you know you're getting rid of that ignorant what you, like level with a three percent mm-hmm. that's oh now it's weed <laughs> now it's now you're gonna have a good time or now it's medicine i mean whatever it's such a weird bag that they put cannabis in right how many other things are out there like what is a botox right people take it for their like plastic surgery but then you can also use it for like headaches that people like are marketing for. Like Botox. For, it's yeah. for headaches. Sure it is, you vain bastard. Somebody yeah. does it, but I'm just saying cannabis is kind of the same way, right? It's just medicine, but it's also uh my Friday Makes night. You feel good. Yeah. And so you have to make an excuse about feeling good. It's like, well, I'm sorry that I like to feel good, said everybody who ever got caught with weed. You know, uh, what's up with that? I don't like it. Seriously though. I mean what what is it about, like, it's a drug, but it makes you feel better, but your body's not worse off for it, for the most part, that we still have to put people behind bars or detain yeah. you for smell? We have to arrest you and take it away, not just the stuff away from you. We have to take away all your stuff from you and put you behind bars. That is still the law, which makes no sense, considering that last year over 100,000 Americans passed away from something that they should be regulating, and they aren't. It's just... And when will America do a policy that works? And then we're all like, that was great. 
well done there, America. That was some real good policy. Or even like an organization to actually fulfill that need, like the FDA, right? Just why is it that this thing can get a 20 disclaimers, but with cannabis, just give it 20 disclaimers, you know? May give you munchies. May make you sleep overnight. you munchies. May, 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 yeah. You know? Ask your like, doctor about Granddaddy Purple. It's great. Because you know? <laughs> like, well, if they treated it like it was pharmaceutical drugs, you know, go watch the evening news. Pharmaceutical drugs are bringing you the evening news. And so if you guys have watched the uh, uh, the evening news lately, uh, leave us in the comments and like say, hey, what do you think about those? Uh, and then also you know, click that like button while you're down there, because gosh darn it, uh, you know, we have to infuriate the algorithm because it's the only way that we'll ever get out. We're People actually it. realize that they can live in a world where cannabis is a federal, just agricultural commodity. It's just a thing that they regulate well. Maybe this will be the first law that America does right in, holy crap, that's a while. Years. It's still going to take time to evolve as an industry, though, right? Like, it still will be time for, uh, again, the alcohol industry didn't take off for 15 years afterwards. After the oh, and then they were still running bootlicker, uh, still running moonshine. Uh, and so that moonshine just didn't go away. It just turned into NASCAR. And so, yeah. um, you know, it's, you know, the regulations will take some time. It's not like uh, the illicit market will f uh, just disappear overnight, but it may fade away over a decade or two. It's like there's no great homebrew debate right now, right? No one's arguing that I should be entitled to grow because they can. Anybody can go. I mean, give me a state where you can't homebrew. Right. Right. But then, like, because some of this stuff that, you know, we're, we're trying to comply with all the rules. And so, like, we are a channel about uh, law and policy and licensing. Uh, that's it. We are not about anything regarding the underlying thing being um, uh, so like there's no availability of any plant material through this channel at all. You know, uh, it's 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 licenses and it's laws and it's policy. And we're in legal it. state. Yep. You know, we're in, we're in legal law abiding states, which is the other thing that uh, is infuriating about the whole situation. Hey, which, don't you have another? Hey, wait, uh, yeah. Hey, hang on. Let me share my screen. You had yours up. I haven't gotten mine up yet. But we got this uh, one that's that's been trending. It has to do with Cory Booker. And so the Senate schedules marijuana hearing and committee chaired by Cory Booker with legalization bill set to drop at any day. And so that was published uh, just 18 hours ago. And you saw it trending on LeafWire. And so on that one, we're going to bring on uh, to talk with us, Peter Vogel, uh, the CEO of LeafWire. Welcome, Peter. Hi, how are you? Great to be here. Well, hey, thanks Peter. for stopping in, man. Hi, Appreciate how are you? Can you tell us about LeafWire? Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, we uh, pitch ourselves to the industry as the LinkedIn of the cannabis and hemp industry. So we are a business network, 100% devoted to providing a safe, stigma-free environment for the entire cannabis business industry to get together, share ideas, find employees, find investors, promote their products, et cetera. So all the things a business might need. Yeah, that can be really difficult uh, in this industry in particular because the obtaining of the license can be a trick by itself, which may take you a year. In Illinois, they're in the process of uh, somebody's calling me now about uh, Chicago because they've just started to hand out uh, conditional licenses there. But those were that application ended in January of 2020. Wow. And, and so uh, have you seen a lot of growth on LeafWire or is it 
slowly just expanding. Uh, yeah, we've been growing pretty quickly. We're up to now about 50,000 members, you know, all cannabis industry professionals. Uh, and what a lot of people outside the industry don't don't realize that means is that it's not just growers or dispensary owners or investors. This is every single ancillary company that provides services to all of them, including lawyers, including accountants, including packaging companies, lighting companies, real estate companies, uh, you name it. I mean, uh, HR uh, anything you could think of that a normal business needs, you know, the cannabis industry needs. So uh, we have, you know, everyone ranging from, you know, the the farmers out in the field growing weed to the the head of a $300 million fund on the acquire. And you're like a social media platform. So as, as Tom just showed, uh, people can pretty much just like post like Facebook or whatnot, right? Like your page or whatever. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, my thing is, uh, I tried doing a password reset and it wasn't working, so I don't know who to talk to about that. But um, you can you can just shoot me an email. Uh, <laughs> if you put if if you put your the right email address in, it'll let you do it. If you're putting in an email address that is not in our database, it won't let you do it. So I, I can look it up for you. It's all good. I try to because um, you know I try and set it for all these things that come out, and then and, you know obviously yours is more of a professional one that I never really I don't make money at this. It's not my thing. You know, Tom and I do this. Uh, on the YouTube platform, I've been just doing the activism side of things for years, and right. you know, for Tom's uh, law firm. Uh, but like, I really do like the idea of again, we got deleted for a week on YouTube because of a, a, a video about just talking about policy, and this is pretty much what we do here all the time. Right. And so, like, but you're all canvas related, though. Uh, uh, what else, uh, like, is it like a B2B as well? Like, can you do like a, a grower to seller in the same state or is it just more people networking? Uh, yeah. So we have of the 50,000 people, those people are actually from a hundred different countries worldwide. Uh, so we have people from everywhere in the United States, uh, about 90%, about 5% of the audience is Canadian and 5% worldwide. But yeah, we see, we see growers talking to product developers. We see lawyers talking to startups. We see, I mean, and, and we see people posting real estate deals. We see people posting their new CBD product. Uh, and yeah, it, it is a social network, like you said. Anyone can post news, events. Events are a really big thing in the space, obviously. We have a calendar on there, too. P people really like this. There's about 100 cannabis and hemp events on there. Uh, and you can, uh, a lot of them have discounts for Leaf Fire members. So you can save 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% by using that. So that's a very popular feature. Cool. What's the engagement like? Are you, is there like every day pretty much? Because I mean, you have 60,000 uh, uh, people. It gets pretty wild. We have a small page on, on, on Facebook with 300,000 uh, uh, likes. And on a good day, I'll, I'll share a, a funny post. And, and then it'll be like 20K people. I'm just trying to monitor. I'm like, Jesus, it's just no way to like filter like half the stuff that comes through sometimes. Right. Uh, is, is it pretty like hectic for you doing that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, it, we're definitely a smaller, more refined audience because it is just business people. Like, we're mm. it's not really consumers, so that cuts down the quantity by probably 10, 20x just because it's, yep. it's only focused on business. Um, we do, in, you know, in terms of monitoring, uh, we we have a reporting functionality, just like you know LinkedIn or Facebook does, where anything that gets reported is sent back to you know a bunch of people on our team, and we check it, and you know if we have to, we take it down. We we do our best only to take down things that are illegal. You know, you, you do get the illicit sellers on there once in a while. Yeah. Uh, we do get, you know, occasionally super political things that get overheated. 
And we, we really don't want to be a place. We want people to talk about legislation and politics, not be insulting each other's parties and right. uh, ranting, basically. There's, you, you can do that on Twitter all day long. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's hard here because like, people will be like, oh, you guys are just some liberal hippies sagging and all this crap. And I'm like, guys, we're reporting on what the vote was. And the vote was this number. And then we're just, we're not saying anything against it. And then because it is a nonpartisan issue, both sides want it. It's just that they're so used to disagreeing with whatever the other side is, they can't figure out how to get together and do that. And I think I think this might help. They recognize that it's 420 somewhere and they, they smoke together. Yeah, That's when we help. Everyone can... Every- Uh, that's um, that's a bumper that we use to comply with not smoking on the air. Uh, we try to, and then we, we we sell that spot. And so it's usually my company, Collateral Base, that's sponsoring yeah. the cannabis. Well, we don't call it cannabis legalization news. To try to get further exposure, we just drop that, and now we just go legalization news. Yeah, it still doesn't work. At this yeah. point, okay. I was just going to say that that's really the whole crux behind why we started LeafWire is people kept telling us their YouTube channels got taken down, their Instagram page got taken down. I mean, you can build it up to millions of people and, you know, and, and a second's notice, it's gone. And, it, gone. And, and you could just be talking about science or politics. Like, it's not even like you have to be on there smoking weed to get shut down. I mean, if you just mention the yeah. word cannabis, they may shut you down. Yeah, it's messed up. And I think it's that is why it's still illegal. Because of that. I mean, it's a powerful force to be able to suppress speech. And then, well, they don't want to be complicit in any crimes. Oh, I get that. I I understand. But then you're complicit on it continuing to be a crime. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's interesting. I I sent you, Tom, um, right before I came on, a a link or two to two two articles that have gotten a lot of traction on LeafWire. One's about Biden. Um, who finally said three or four days ago that, or maybe it was last week, that mm-hmm. he's actually thinking about doing something now. And it, uh, people had a lot of strong opinions on that. Some of them were very partisan. Uh, but that's, I think, the biggest disappointment for a lot of people is that it was kind of expected that you get a Democratic administration, like something's going to happen, not nothing. Yep. Uh, and it's no, nothing. I mean, yeah, it's not only is it nothing, like, because I track a lot of SEO stuff uh, in the industry. And so like I was looking at traffic patterns for other cannabis uh, sites and they're down like since uh, Biden came in. And so I don't know if they, they push back on uh, the search uh, giants that are out there. Or if Google is always changing its algorithm. Interesting. Uh, but it, it was something else just to see that uh, decline. And I'm like, well, let me check this site to see how they're doing. And it's like it's like looking at the same chart. You know, kind of like looking at the uh, the stock charts uh, for the past <laughs> year in the cannabis industry. Yeah, they looked a lot like that. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what actually explains it. As people lose money, they're like, ah, I don't want it. They, but then they stop they, looking stuff up because they're, they're just discouraged and frustrated. They're discouraged and frustrated. But that means that we can do a pot stocks episode. Let's, let's do a bit on pot stocks. Yeah. This one's out of Bloomberg. Uh, they're reporting that the stock sellers uh, wind down on pot stocks might be coming as Congress is starting to mull some action. Now, short sellers have 
crushed uh, the legal pot stocks uh, quite a bit, approximately, I'd say 70% or at least two thirds in the past year of the, the stock market value in uh, publicly traded cannabis is just gone. Right. You see like a housing market like crushed coming in, like with cannabis, you know, where everybody really sold people under with the housing and then all of a sudden, same thing with the cannabis. But at this point, if a cannabis business loses, wouldn't it just be like all property that gets dispersed throughout the stockholders or whoever? Well, yeah. no, like, I don't think the like Verano can't file for bankruptcy. And so none of them can uh, because uh, they, they'll throw them out of the federal bankruptcy court. So that's the weird thing. You get mm. taken over by a receiver, which just makes no sense. And then, you know, again, Congress, how about you do anything? Yes, you don't. One thing, cross it out 2022. All you have to do is say, hey, see that Controlled Substances Act? There you go. Doesn't have marijuana in it no more. And then figure out all the rest. But right. nobody's supporting that or like nobody's proposing that. Uh, you shared a different article about uh, the House uh, and then said this was quite popular on uh, LeafWire the past week. So mm-hmm. House approves yeah. more ma- marijuana amendments to defense bill, including banking and veterans medical access. And so nice. what types of chatter have you seen on this, uh, Peter? I mean, that also is, you know, you mentioned earlier kind of the bi- bipartisan support. You know, there's like 70 percent plus. It's, it's the only thing in America both parties agree on pretty much. Yeah. Um, but also, people don't like inflation. I think both. Uh, and five dollar gas they hate it uh, yeah but the, the, the you're not going to find almost anyone trying to tell veterans they can't have access to their medical cannabis that they've been prescribed by a doctor uh or that we shouldn't be doing research on it to determine how we can more effectively help vets with ptsd or other issues or or uh su- suicidal uh, tendencies i mean that that's a huge issue right now with the vet community so um that's I mean, everyone is in support somehow of that. So I don't know. A lot of these things, I've just been shocked how long it's taken people. I mean, even the whole banking situation. Yeah. uh, I I would have thought money uh, and control is something that's all the government cares about. They, they, I can't believe they don't want your money in their bank and to track it and to tax it and know everything about it and not have it be driven around in trucks, you know, you know, stored in vaults and, and you know you're you're encouraging crime, you're encouraging the illicit market, uh, you're encouraging. You get all kicked out of a bank account, and so like, yeah. have you had trouble finding a bank account, even though you're a complete ancillary, but you'd I, still be like a tier two. Yeah. Uh, well, here's here's what actually happened to us, and actually a bunch of other cannabis companies that I know here in Denver. A bunch of us had Wells Fargo accounts, uh, and I got my Wells Fargo letter in March of 2022, in the first month of the pandemic, telling me my account was being shut down. Uh, Damn, and you can imagine the last thing I want to do in March of 2020 is started going bank to bank to bank. When at that point we were trying not even to go inside, like we weren't going to the grocery stores, and all of a sudden my bank account's gone. So luckily, uh, we found um, through a bunch of other partners, Signature Bank of New York is a very cannabis-friendly bank that has a lot of big players, uh, some of the big VC funds bank there, and they were. Uh, open arms they you know invited us in and have been great ever since so but yes you you wouldn't think a tech platform would get shut down mm-hmm. randomly but we did right no i mean i, I, yeah. I i'm always because i've had lawyers that i work with report to me the same thing and i'm like whoo that's why i named the firm collateral base never well, seen a banker that has never loved a lot of collateral 
You can never under collateralize a bank. Well, Tom, you thought you had issues with like Stripe on your website. So I cannot post to Stripe. I cannot use Stripe. I can also not uh, send texts on Twilio. Really? Yep. Wow. Because I am I'm helping change a law and I'm facilitating a legal license. I'm not doing anything with the plant, but you know that uh, that one step is just too far for some really squeamish types, and I almost want to sit them down and like get that. Uh, that little doll, it's a cannabis puppet, and say like, okay, show me where on the plant it touched you, because why do you have this this stigma against this plant? And it might just be that it's illegal, and then that just shuts off that person's brain, yeah. and so that may be why it's taken so long. You know, like, if, if cannabis was just randomly found, and it turned out to be trans, it would have gotten its rights in five minutes, because right. it wasn't illegal to do any of that stuff. And so I've just been so shocked how any any like what group hasn't gotten their rights uh, in, since since cannabis? I mean, it's everybody's come before it. And then I'm just trying to wonder what's left, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, fingers crossed that you know Biden actually said something about it. I mean, I mean, I hope that means something. Yeah. Peter, do you see then, like, with the, as each law, like New York just uh, issued another 20 licenses, do you see per state, like, growth in your website when it comes to, like, traffic and uh, new subscribers and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, we definitely see growth, and we also definitely see more growth in certain, any place that legalizes, all of a sudden, you're going to pop up thousands of businesses that are interested in cannabis. Uh, That's eat, right. Eat, not just the plant touching, like all the ones I mentioned earlier, if you sell HVAC equipment, if, you, if you're in security, if you sell... Um, you know, accounting software, you're going to see say to yourself, oh, this is brand new industry. I got to, you know, start selling this. Right. And everybody becomes an expert. It's just hilarious. Yeah. But uh, they, they're reporting it. So that was uh, our, our one of our stories as well. New York finalizes rules for retail marijuana applications and adds another 20 cultivators. And so now out of that insular minority of people uh, of about 250 hemp farmers in the state of New York, now, 223 of them have their cultivation license, hmm. uh, and then they're going to do this retail with the, the social equity. And so you have to be justice involved. We're, we're doing some content about that on our site, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, so that we can rank for it. But it, it's nobody's going to be able to get this license. It's going to be so freaking rigged and corrupt and, and crooked, and, and they're going to pick and choose whoever they want. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is. A, I think a lot of states have not handled the social equity programs very well. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping New York and some of the other new big ones that come on board will will take lessons from all the other states that yeah. have most a lot of them have kind of failed in terms of really providing, you know, uh, not even a level playing field, just some assistance, uh, mm. to, you know, groups of different backgrounds. Well, they'll, they'll give them the license, but it's essentially just giving it to wolves. I mean, like, and so they don't have the resources to be able to get up. They don't have the capital. They don't have the experience. They don't have a lot of things, but then they are the only ones that have the license. And you're like, you realize these people are going to be exploited, right? They're clearly getting exploited. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then there's the lawsuits that happen as well. And so, like, New York's uh, system is just so tight that I'm looking at it and going, like, that's unconstitutional. Well, that's unconstitutional. All right. So how long before somebody who can't get in gets pissed and files a suit? And so like yesterday in Illinois, uh, they just mo moved to consolidate. I think it was 108 
appeals that were filed in the craft grow week. So like there was like 450 applicants, 88 got a license, 108 sued after they didn't get a license. So how is that going to turn out? You know, this limited market where only this very insular particular type of individual who really is a statistical aberration is eligible to get the license. Um, yeah, I just don't get it. I, I like how New Mexico's doing it. New Jersey a little bit, but like New Jersey should have streamlined it with the municipalities, you know, and they still have uh, constitutional challenges in New Jersey. Yeah. Is that is a big part of your practice helping get licenses in a lot of these states? It's all it's pretty much all I do. And so I just get calls from all over the country. And then uh, now I go, I've gotten back into court because uh, in this industry, uh, especially with the, the social equity uh, aspect of it, but then just with partnerships. And so like even with the freewheeling stuff, like in uh, New Mexico or in Oklahoma, you're going to get hornswoggled easier there. Um, uh, and so like the litigation is going to start blowing up. So I've gotten back into court. Uh, but then the court would just be limited to this industry. I, I probably am not going to have, I don't really have a capacity to take any non-cannabis clients. I mean, if I'm going to do a non-cannabis client, they're going to have to be making me a really interesting story. Right. Peter, but, you know, Tom used to be a uh, banking lawyer. That's one of his advantages and what he does with oh, the, the background thing. Uh, what do you see with your analytics type? Like, is there a, is everybody going to want to be a grower? Like, what do you see? Like everybody wanting to aspire to be when they's like jump into this thing called the cannabis industry. You know, I think growing was a lot more sexy a couple of years ago, uh, before flower prices tanked and there's so much competition, um, and even owning dispensaries. I mean, it, it, there's a t in, in a lot of these mature markets. I mean, if you if you drive around Denver, I mean, I think there's more dispensaries than there are Starbucks now. Uh, so cool. it, it's uh, yeah. it's competitive. Um, you know. So a lot of investors I talk to, they're talking more about getting into like the picks and shovels plays, you know, the yep. companies that provide services, the technology, the tools, mm. the, um, you know, the back end, the seed to sale tracking, the ERP system, things like that, uh, that they're seeing that a lot of those companies aren't reliant on commodity prices going up and down. They're not reliant on laws passing necessarily. They're not relying on a state has to go legal or else they get screwed. Because a lot of these people, you get a license, you put tons and tons of time and money, and then it takes three years. Uh, yeah. By the time it goes, by the time you can actually start making money, you've exhausted your savings and you're you're almost bankrupt. Yep. So I, that's I I think both of those the the most traditional roles in cannabis have gotten harder and harder as the years go by. That's interesting. You know, uh, in Oregon, too, I'm in Seattle. Uh, I just read an article that Oregon has a demand issue right now where they're not in demand. I don't, I don't know if it's because states are already flooded with their own cannabis, which I doubt. But, uh, and again, I don't know what how true that is. Like, how much of a less of a demand it is. I mean, maybe pandemic's almost over. I don't know. Maybe that was a spike when people stayed inside, you know? I don't well, know. it's an agricultural commodity. That's the thing. People are starting to find out it's apples. Sorry, guys. It's apples, you know. And then uh, so uh, the plays that we have in Illinois will be interesting, especially if it just stays illegal for another decade. And it might, you know, like maybe androids will get their rights before uh, we, I don't know. We'll see. But um, uh, it's it's interesting in the sense that they've handed out all these licenses and now these other people want to sue for all the rest of them. Right. And then if they have these dispensaries, dispensaries, you know, we're going to do a, 
know, the scripted one on, you know, how much money can you make if I open a dispensary or something like that? Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't get you know, rejected from YouTube, but then yeah. we'll publish it on the other ones. And Verano's annual report, their retail operations lost money. And so, and look, if Verano can't make a profit at running a dispensary, why can you, right. you know? Why, why is anyone else going to? And then yeah. you also have the, and I think um, what, um, what, what, what Miggy, I'm not, what, how, how should I refer to you as Miggy? Yeah, that's fine, Miggy. Yeah. Uh, what Miggy referred to in Oregon, Oregon, the demand going down. I think, what, did you see that article today? Is that what you're talking about? That, yeah, like yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, that uh, consumers are actually buying less now. Um, and so there's inflation. Maybe people are buying less, but cannabis prices haven't gone up. So almost every other industry, prices have gone up. Uh, and, and in cannabis, every dispensary and every grower is facing inflation for every single thing they buy. But the product they sell, they can't make more expensive because uh, cool. demand's going down as well. So it's it's kind of a catch twenty two right now for the industry. Like Tom is always amazed. Like in Oregon, they they managed to make the four hundred dollar pound of high quality weed. You know, just like some parts of uh, uh, California, a traditional market. Um, but you're right. It's amazing how that kind of hasn't been up and down, even though you do have the factors still going up as prices of fertilizer and whatever pesticides, what not to use. Um, I'm pretty sure those prices go up, you know, but it doesn't really affect the weed. People trying to keep it within that range, right? Yeah. Like $10 grams for some reason. That's the, uh, the market stability. Yeah. And even look at real estate, like in Denver here, like most places, Real estate's up in the last year, probably 30, 40%. So if you're Damn. renting, rents are gone crazy. So if you're renting your dispensary space or trying to buy a place, all of a sudden you, it's 30%, 40% more expensive. Yep. And yet the prices are going down, you say. Right. So it's kind but of. The a, input costs are going up. That's right. peculiar. Yeah. So when you describe it that way, it doesn't sound like a great business. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. And so it's just going to be one of those deals where I could see it. Uh, being a, a craft bar for a local community. And then there's only so much weed that local community is going to buy. Uh, and then, right. so it is kind of like a, a, not just a Starbucks, but like a, a local roaster. So like whatever yeah. that uh, market addressability, that's the craft cannabis. And then all these ones that are publicly traded, that's going to be a heck of a conglomeration as soon as it goes legal and they could get publicly traded and a nice big spike. And then it'll probably just all sell off. Right. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you have the other model. Um, the I'm sure you followed a, a fire and ice up in Canada. The 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 MSO up there. What 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 they're doing is is basically putting in budget weed stores connected to 7-Elevens. I think it's 7-Elevens. Right. So wow. they, they they have a little building they put next to a 7-Eleven, and their concept is, you know, people don't necessarily need a luxurious experience. They want to walk in, buy their weed, get the cheapest price, and leave. Uh, yes. So, they're they're doing that in Canada right now, and they're attempting to. They've been buying up some assets in the U.S. They they want to do that in the U.S. as well as bring that kind of the opposite of luxury. It's the it's the fast food, <laughs> fast food. Right. It's the convenience store cannabis model. Because the the person who really likes weed's probably going to end up growing it himself, uh, or you know um, buying craft stuff and and paying a little bit more. But then everybody else, they just turn the bag over if they're allowed to touch the bag. Or they just look at the information about the product, price, THC. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, like, uh, as a ganjier, I realize that I care about weed and it, how it tastes and, like, its effects. 
way more than an average person. The average person's just like, yeah, I like to get high. How much? Five bucks? Great. End of thoughts, you know? Did, did you think the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Gangier training with, uh, yeah, green flower and green flower. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I think they're the only ones doing that. Right. Uh, they branded it nice and they created a, uh, a, a, a program. I'm not sure if they had other people that were out there like that, but then yeah. they got the, the trademarks and, uh, and they, that, I'm assuming they trademarked Gangier. I mean, they have uh, Omar Figueroa, who's a lawyer, helping them out with uh, some right. of the aspects. So I'm assuming that they would. Uh, but yeah, it was a great program and I had a lot of fun. Uh, met some other people that really have an enthusiasm for the cannabis plant. Uh, and so I recommend it for people that are in the industry that have a great enthusiasm for the cannabis plant. Yeah, that's cool. uh, it, it doesn't change the market dynamics. And so, like, you know, the thing that I always try to harp to uh, my clients is if they're going to go to the retail side, I'm like, all right, well, uh, you know, rent. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me see your pro forma. And then I show them like when they're going to be broke and they hate that. And then, uh, or with the, with the growers, then it's, um, you know, indoor versus, uh, you know, light that, but I'm like, you got to mind your margins. You know, what happens when your state isn't, uh, this limited market, Alabama, where you could sell shit and for like 50, or this is, might be when we get in trouble. It's like when we actually talk about the business. So, um, you know, stuff then happens, man. Okay. But then, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where we, we get done with the show and then we're like, why did that one get flagged? I don't know. We were just talking about the business. (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a, right. It's a plant. It grows, uh, you you cure it, you dry it, then you sell it. And then you have price points and things. And we, it's very, uh, complicated when you get to, to the, like the functionality of it. Right. It's, why why we get pinged? Why we get flagged? Tom, I told Tom that like, we could stream a potato for two hours and still get flagged. Like it don't it don't matter. We might. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um, and I, I really think the potato would uh would trend well with our audience, especially if we put on like on loop, you can do uh music on here now. And so we would just like turn this on and just just have that, you know, just a potato. Yeah, just like, be a potato on there. I'm telling so you, like, I'm gonna do it. Period of time. Yeah. Probably Saturday. I'm gonna start to see if we get some uh, like followers and viewers on that shit. Yeah, yeah. You check the channel, and there's just the potato on. It's got like three thousand people watching it. That would be nice. Uh, but uh, it might be our own undoing. I think they want us in a corner, quiet, controlled, taken care of. You know? But that's why you guys are kind of important. Leafwire having a, a social media platform itself. What? So can you post videos and whatnot on the page, or is it like pretty? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, yeah. I can't interface with it right now, but it looked pretty clean when it came to the with yeah, Tom you show. Can, you can post videos directly on the news feed. If you send us the video, we'll also uh, we can we have a page where we can post our unique content and articles. We we can put it up there as well. Uh, but yeah, we you know we don't restrict what people as long as it's it's legal uh, and not um, you know offensive to you know other members or you know attacking people then we we try not to take anything down cool and we we actually just found so linkedin used to be more friendly than it is now um really yeah so we've been advertising on linkedin for leafwire for the last year or two uh we just did you know you can do little ads that say things like you know hey come join the world's largest cannabis business network in the world uh or something like that or come network with your industry peers Leafwire. Right. Uh, that's it. 
like, w- w- and we didn't even necessarily use the word cannabis in any, in, right. uh, and they, in Q1 of this year, they took down all of our ads. Uh, well, a, that's, that's but, but, really when the weird stuff started happening. And so like, you know, uh, I can pull up my data. I mean, I can't pull, uh, I can, if I can access SEMrush, uh, but then let's see if I can access SEMrush. Yeah. I mean, Pornhub's an option. Uh, no, no, that that gets uh, that violates the terms of services immediately. Uh, no, you can advertise on Pornhub, like they literally oh, for advertising. Weed, yeah, weed maps. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm yeah, not talking about streaming a channel. There's a company called Traffic Junkie that manages uh, yeah. uh, inventory for Pornhub and sells for them. Well, weed maps works with them too, I believe. Yeah, um, they they probably buy from Traffic Junkie because they're the company I think that manages it for the whole. Well, this is what like. Out of all the other websites that I've pulled that are cannabis related that have like uh, a decent amount of traffic, I've just seen like this style of curve where it, it kind of peaked about last summer and then it really has just kind of dried up. And so mm-hmm. if you're even saying that now we aren't, so is LinkedIn terminated that or they just aren't serving those ads anymore? Uh, LinkedIn, I've been told by four or five different companies. And th- these are companies that are ancillary too. Like these are not companies selling directly. They're just ancillary tech companies usually. Uh, they've mm. all had their ads shut down over the last three or four months. Uh, and I think Damn. it's that partially because they're owned by Microsoft. Uh, uh, and I think they have like a bot that just goes around. If you're an advertiser, they click on your ad. And if they see anything they consider druggy, even the word cannabis, the word marijuana, anything like that, they just automatically take it down. So there's no consideration of if you're plant touching or not. Um, it's just uh, it's just taken down. Wow. Well, so that's why we're using collateral base. And I'm going to be like, hey, do you need a business plan for your licensed operation? Yes. Uh, would you need some uh, license application assistance? You know, and so uh, welcome to legalization news. And, and it just you just kind of omit the word. Right. Yeah. No, we try. Fine. Yeah, we try. I mean, when a banking video gets taken down and we get flagged for a week, I don't know. I mean, like, it's the non-sexiest, boring. I tell Tom, like, cannabis. Well, is then, but then you read you read their terms of service and, like, it's like, okay, comply with these rules. And you're like, that didn't facilitate anything. All I did was I, I spoke to a license issue and a compliance issue regarding guidance from a federal administration. Uh, uh, and so, like, I'm trying to follow the rules. But then, like. I just don't get it. Like, I'm like, what, what, you know? And so like when you, because once I did a video where I did, oops, I didn't know the rules. And then, so like I put links to where you could purchase seeds. And this was before that they were ruled uh, hemp. And and so I said, not allowed to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Like I was facilitating somebody to be able to buy it. You know, this isn't doing that. This is talking about a federal policy on the books that, banks like the one we were talking about earlier literally comply with every cannabis banking account has to comply with these regulations right that is just a different thing you know but i don't know but we're in a spot where okay. Okay, let's say how do you how do you follow the rules when we all we're doing is just talking about the rules like like we're talking about right. the, the legal rules in legal states but yet and then even like like tom just like all the law, you know, is, is just a, it's a contrivance. It's a it's a it's interpretation, and you know, he's just giving his opinion, and yet the algorithm is going to tell you you're, you're you're a criminal. 
you know, thank God. Can you imagine if everybody was arrested, they got flagged or shadow banned for weed? <laughs> like, craziness. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy it. You know what I do enjoy, though? I wonder if we have this in our show notes. I got a heart out here in the top of the hour. I have a client that needs some help. And let's see. I thought we did have one. Oh, good, we do. So uh, there's a little little bumper that we do, and it's kind of this fun little thing. It's called Name That Strain. So let's go ahead and play one of those before we wrap it up. Oh, it's kind of covering Peter. And there's the strain we're going to name. Now it's completely covering me. Uh, and so that's the strain. It's it got it has some dual coloring. Uh, it's got some purples and some greens. It looks a little worked over, like uh, over trimmed, uh, in my opinion. But you know, snobby. Uh, and yeah, so what do you think about that, Nug Peter? Uh, I I'm actually more of an edibles guy right now. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I usually when I pick out when I pick out the strains, it's usually not by name. It's usually by strength. Uh, mm -hmm. And the terpenes. So I have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking one of you would have a much better guess at uh, the actual name of that. Give it uh, a yes. No the, locked doors. Uh, no locked doors. I don't think that's the name of the strain. No, Let's see I if don't. anybody's getting it. And then we can sometimes the people that are watching the show are, uh, and it's not runts. I'm not even sure if runts. Oh, okay. Uh, runts, especially the white runts, is uh, one of its parents. And so this is an indica dominant hybrid of course its parents are white runs and jet fuel gelato uh with that i'm sure somebody will probably have it guessed in like two minutes depending on who's watching um but yeah it's it's it took, uh, it took first place in an oregon bowl an oregon leaf bowl. first place in oregon huh nice yeah very neat oh yeah the, it's the first place winner of the 2022 leaf bowl in oregon hmm. mm -hmm. how, how often do people guess correctly uh it depends on who's watching yeah. And so some people are just scary good at it where you're just like, wow, okay. Like Chad, Chad will be able to guess stuff and we'll be like, holy crap, we, we just showed the picture. And then um, it's just, it, it depends, but uh, sometimes no. I mean, then especially when you can't even get an audience because they'll try to like break up your uh, ability to um, put it out there, you know, because like we just got back from uh, a postponing for discussing, uh, you know, banking regulations Levi got it for what I can tell there you go Levi got it and so jokers and that's that's right and so yeah it is an indica dominant hybrid white runs crossed with jet fuel gelato it's supposed to be more relaxing than energizing uh relaxed and happy less potent than other strains so it's probably got uh, a nice terpene profile if it won uh first place at the Leap Bowl in Oregon and so like a good flavor and aroma and uh you know feel as opposed to just a whole bunch of THC uh, and so it's earthy flavors and growers, it's, it turns into silver and green frosty buds, which is always nice. Like you can see that in the genetics when the buds are just really, really oh. frosty. Yep. Right on. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we got going on. Who, me? Yeah, you said you had to make a heart out. Yeah, I got a client that might oh, that's be good, uh, you know, a dispensary in a location that's still unfortunately not legal i mean it's legal where he's getting it like the state's giving the license but then them feds man they, hopefully they're gonna release something uh tomorrow are you uh, still worried about the feds though as a in a legal state technically quote unquote uh being a grow i mean how many investors are really worried about the feds still getting involved now oh they aren't then they're just worried about their money 
And then like, will they get their money? Uh, and so that's really the, the thing you have to do. What type of collateral can you have? And then what type of cash flows could you realize? Um, and then can you actually pull it off? Because a lot of people say, I can do this. I can do it. And they just fail miserably. It's great. Well, so, I mean, at this point, it comes down to the business plan, right? Being a, 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 uh, no, the, the business the... plan's just a, it's just a piece of paper. You know, it's a stack of documents. It really mm -hmm. comes down to doing the thing. Can you do the thing? You know? Right. Yeah, oh, cannabis yeah. is just a. Um, I remember uh, when I got in the industry five, six years ago, one of the first people I ever had lunch with was uh, Nancy Whiteman, the CEO of Wana. Um, okay. And I had asked her one, she's here in Boulder, I'm in Denver, so close by. And uh, that was, you know, it still is, but cannabis was such a great industry to get into where you could literally just reach out to random CEOs of big companies and they would still meet with you, have lunch, talk to you. Um, and the, one of the things I asked her is kind of what she ascribed some of her success with wanted to. And she basically said, um, using the exact same business principles she used in every other business she ever started, that there was no difference. It was you, you have, you know, standard operating procedures, you execute, you take care of your cash, you have, you know, proper procedures for your staff, your inventory, your operations, your marketing, and you follow literally the same business rules you do in any other business. And that's what people outside the industry kind of don't think. Uh, they think it's, you know, this like fun magic fairyland where, you know, anyone can just start a business and become a millionaire. Nope. Especially not in this one. But then the data that I get from the leads because I screen uh, is great. And I'm like, well, yeah, about 70% of people think that. Well, yeah. it's not it's not about buying a quarter pound and breaking it up and selling it like it was when well, you were 18. <laughs> you that's, know? that's not an industry. That's that's a racket. That's the difference. <laughs> no, that's a hustle, not a racket. A racket oh, is hundred thousand pounds. I don't know. All right, man. Well, hey, hey thanks uh, for joining us, Peter. Peter, I do want to thank you for stopping by the uh, can uh, the legalization news podcast. The podcast about something that may yeah. or may not be legal where you're at. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's great to meet you both virtually and would love to invite, invite everyone who's listening to come join us on LeafWire. Join the community. It's completely free to create your profile, connect with people, stay abreast of the industry news. Uh, and I, I'm on there. You can also email me at peter at leafwire.com if anyone wants to reach out and connect. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm on vacation next week. And so uh, we'll be back. I mean, pardon? I, I said enjoy. Oh, thank you. And uh, maybe Miggy will entertain everybody next week. You can... Yeah, something. Well, or maybe we won't be able to publish. We'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks everybody.